Hi there. Welcome to the Calm Podcast, combining academia and life with Marilyn. My name is Marilyn Ritchie, and I have been a mentor and a scientist for 15 years, and I wanted to find a platform to reach more of the academic community than I interact with at my own university. My goal is to give you strategies and ideas for how to achieve harmony between work and life. Sit back, relax, and let's achieve harmony together. Hey there, this is Marilyn, and welcome back to another episode of the Calm Podcast. How are we doing this week? We are at week seven of staying at home, and I don't know about you, this week has been easier for me. Don't really have a strong explanation for that. Last week was hard. This week is going much better. I think part of it is that I just had a little bit of a mindset shift. The stay-at-home order was extended until uh, the end of the first week of May in Pennsylvania currently, and instead of thinking about, oh my goodness, we're going to be stuck at home for three more weeks, instead I started to think, what else did I want to get done before this was over? I may only have two more weeks left. And so my mindset shifted and I've been trying to embrace and enjoy this time at home, realizing that it may not go on for too much longer. I think my mindset is likely to shift again if they extend it another two weeks at that point. But, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'm trying to still take it one day at a time, focus on what I want to get done today and get through those things. But I hope that you're having a better week this week. And if you're not, that's okay too. Give yourself some grace. I know this is just a a challenging and really weird time to go through. What I want to talk about today is morning routines and whether you have a morning routine or not. And if you don't, I would recommend that you try to establish one. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate or fancy or complicated but I thought it was important to talk about and think about what, what do you do in the morning? So the first thing I would, would ask you is to, to think to yourself, do you have a morning routine? Are there things that you do out of habit every morning? Maybe it's a different routine on weekends and weekdays, although I tend to try to make them pretty similar so that I start the day you know, strong in the same way, but I definitely used to have a different routine on the weekdays and weekends. I also do think back to a time where I had no morning routine. Mornings were pretty random. Um, I remember when I had little kids at home, I would sleep as long as I possibly could until they woke me up. And then I would, you know, deal with parenting small children. And so that was the morning routine. Whatever they needed, that's what I did. I also remember a time before kids when I would sleep as late as I possibly could, wake up, jump in the shower, get ready for work, and leave. A couple of years ago, that changed for me. I was going through a funk, some challenging things going on at work, feeling, I don't know, just 
not quite depressed, but just meh and blah about things. And I didn't have a lot of motivation and I was just kind of in a cranky mood for a couple of months. One of my friends recommended a book to me called The Miracle Morning. So I decided to read it and it absolutely shifted my mindset about having a morning routine. And so really ever since the fall of 2017, I have had much more structure in my mornings. I've changed it a bit over time and I'll talk more about that, but I definitely am more intentional about how I start the day. And the book, The Miracle Morning, was definitely the the fire that started, that shifted everything for me. So first I'm going to tell you a little bit about the book. So The Miracle Morning is by Hal Elrod. It is a, a short, quick read. I think it's a really great book. He talks about the challenges that he was having in life. He was at a really low point and decided to create this morning routine for himself and it totally changed his life and I can see after trying it why that was. So his concept is called savers, S-A-V-E-R-S. So it's six things that you do each morning and each of the letters in savers stands for something. So I'll walk through this. So the first S is for silence. Then A is for affirmations. V is for visualization. E is for exercise. R is for reading. S is for scribing. So I'll break each of these down and explain kind of how you do them. So the first S is silence. This is meant to be some time for meditation and quiet when you start the day. I've heard some speakers who talk about their morning routines say that they wake up and then sit in silence in their bed before they even get up and do their meditation. I have tried that. I cannot do that. I fall back to sleep. So um, I tend to do silence after I've already gotten up and kind of while I'm doing waiting for something else. Um, If my coffee is brewing, I'll take a few moments of silence. But as I'll talk about in a little bit, silence has kind of fallen out of my morning routine and this meditation. I'm just not very good at it. I need to get it back in to my routine because I know meditation is really good for you and really good for clearing your mind and being focused. But my mind has a lot going on in it. So silence is definitely not my strength. But the idea is that you would take a few moments of silence, whether that's three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, it's up to you, and do a meditation to start your day. The second one is affirmations. These can be things that you say out loud. These can be things that you write. They could be things that you read. But the idea is that you are putting positive messages into your head. If you have ever done affirmations, you know that this concept is really, if you say things to yourself enough, you start to believe them. So if you are speaking to yourself in a positive frame of mind, 
you will likely be in a positive mood because you're saying and hearing positive things. Whereas if all you're doing is criticizing yourself and saying how bad things are all the time, it kind of puts you into a bad mood and you start to kind of feel the way that you're thinking. And so affirmations is really meant to set your intentions to be more positive for the day. And whether they are about how your day will go or whether they're about how you're feeling or whether they're affirmations about how you are, you know, I am strong, I am patient, whatever kind of things are important for you to focus on. The V is for visualization. You could do this by closing your eyes and visualizing what you want your day to look like. You could create a vision board. I know a lot of people do that either on paper, like an actual, you know, poster board. I also know a lot of people have been doing this online, you know, using an app like Pinterest or some other mechanism to put together a visual of what your goals are, what you're trying to achieve, where you're headed, how you want your life to go. I will say, and I'll I'll talk more about my current morning routine later in case you're curious, but the silence, affirmations, and visualization I used to do, especially as I was just starting with this, but those have kind of fallen off of my to-do list. They don't work for me as much as I think they do for some other people. I still wanted to mention them because they may work well for you, and they certainly did for me when I first started and I was in a funk it allowed me to ease into having a routine. And then gradually I just kind of edited the routine to make it right for me. Okay, E is for exercise. This one's obvious, move your body. It could be going for a walk. It could be doing an exercise video. It could be stretching. It could be yoga. It could be any type of movement. The idea is to move your body and get the blood flowing. R is for reading. People do this differently. Some people read something fiction to be entertaining. Some people read nonfiction to be something educational. I tend to read nonfiction, especially in the morning, and it helps kind of get your mind going in a positive direction. And then the S is for scribing or journaling, some sort of writing. I tend to uh, do journaling, I guess, in two ways. One thing that I do is um, a gratitude practice. Uh, this idea, I'll talk more later about Rachel Hollis and her morning routine, but, um, and so when I first did the Miracle Morning, I was not doing it this way. I was writing other things, but now I'm doing a gratitude practice where I write down five things that have happened in the last 24 hours that I'm grateful for. At first, it was very silly and it was very hard to do. Every day I sat down to write something and I would write, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my health. That's not the point. The point is what happened to you in the last 24 hours that you are grateful for. And what you will find, especially because it's so hard at the beginning, is that then you go throughout your day looking for things to be grateful for. And that actually 
puts you in a better mood because it is impossible to be feeling gratitude and negativity at the same time. Just thinking about gratitude makes you feel positive and gives you positive emotions. And so that gratitude practice can really help. So those are the savers, S-A-V-E-R-S. What Hal talks about in the book is that you could do this for six minutes. You could do one minute for each thing. And maybe when you're just starting out, that's what you should do just to get yourself into a routine. You could do it for 30 minutes. So you could spend five minutes on each item. You could do it for 60 minutes and spend 10 minutes. When I was doing this, I basically did silence, affirmations, and visualization in about five minutes. Then I would exercise for 30. I would read a chapter of a book, however long that took. And then I would journal for, you know, three to five minutes. And so I could get the whole thing done typically in about 45 minutes. But it doesn't have to be a long process. It could be six minutes. You just kind of go through each thing. Just something to get your day started. So you might be thinking that doing these six things in the morning sounds silly. And I absolutely did. When I first read the book, I was like, come on, I'm not doing these things every morning. This is just nonsense. But I decided to listen to my friend who swore by it and try it. And it 100% got me out of my funky mood. I absolutely started to have a better mindset. I started to feel better. I started to have more energy. It totally worked. And I think part of it has to do with focusing on what is needed for yourself to get your day started instead of letting the rest of the world be the driver of where your day is headed. So before doing this, you know, some days I would jump up, shower, get ready, go to work. And that was the routine. Some days if I got up early enough, I'd wake up. I'd get a cup of coffee, I would turn on the news, that would put me in a bad mood because watching the news just tends to do that for me, and then I'd go get ready for work. And so I'd kind of be getting ready to start the day grumpy because I just spent 30 minutes watching the news. Other days, I would get my coffee and then I'd get on my iPad and start scrolling social media start looking at email, it would be the first thing I would do is kind of look to see what else is going on in the world and what is needed of me. And that just isn't useful. Because basically, what I was doing was allowing the outside world to decide what kind of mood I was in. So based on kind of what other people were saying on social media, it would either maybe put me in a good mood because I'd see, you know, cute things or funny things or happy things. Or it would put me in a bad mood because I'd see all this negativity and people you know, judging and criticizing one another. Or I would let my email be the driver of my mood and my day. You know, how many different things came in overnight that I need to work on? Or are there any urgent things? And yes, it is important to know if there are important work things that need to be done. But at the same time, that doesn't need to set your mind for the day and what mood you're in for the day. So I have found that spending that first part of the day focusing on my mindset and making myself strong and focused for the day has been 
extremely life-changing for my mood and my productivity throughout the rest of the day. For the skeptics, I do want to address a couple of things. One is you may not be a morning person and have a hard time getting more moving in the morning. And I get that. I am a morning person, I will say, more so than a night person. But when I first started this, it was hard to kind of weave this into my routine because I was so used to just sleeping as long as possible. And so jumping out of bed and then doing these things just felt very unnatural and was really hard to push myself to do them. Uh, A couple of tips that I had found to get moving were um, two. One is to, when you get out of bed, first thing, wash your face and brush your teeth. Those are signals to your body that it is time to be awake. If you kind of get up and slowly move around, it can take a while for your body to fully wake up and your mind to fully wake up. But if you wash your face and brush your teeth, it's like it just signals to you that it's time to be awake. And I have found that I wake up so much faster. So I do that seven days a week, every single day. The other thing is to chug a glass of water. Glass being whatever size you like to drink. Water hydrates us and it's another signal to our body that it's time to be awake and get the day started. This was not just a quick wake up in the middle of the night. This is the day is starting. It's time to be awake. So if you're not a morning person, even if you are a morning person, I strongly recommend those two things. Chug a glass of water and wash your face and brush your teeth to really get you moving. The other thing I would say if you're not a morning person is that you don't have to necessarily get up earlier to do this stuff if you do it in kind of the compact short version. So as I said, you could do the savers approach in six minutes. And so you don't really have to set your alarm earlier. Now, if you want to get 30 minutes of exercise in in the morning, then you do. I started waking up about an hour earlier when I started to do this. And really what that meant is instead of sleeping until my kids woke me up, which was pretty much around seven o'clock, I started to set an alarm for six. And for a little while I set an alarm for five or 5.30 and I decided that I didn't like that, that felt like waking up in the middle of the night. And so uh, I'm pretty much in a routine of setting an alarm for six or 6.30 and then I get up and I do my thing. And so, If you are one of those people who's sitting there thinking, I am not a morning person, I cannot do any of this, you don't have to be a morning person and you don't have to get up significantly earlier. You just have to shift what you're doing in that first 10, 15, 30 minutes of your day. Okay, so next I want to talk about Um, one specific person who talks a lot about morning routines and give you some of the advice that he gives. So you've heard me talk about him before. His name is Brendan Burchard. He is an author and a motivational speaker and uh, an entrepreneur. He has many businesses. He talks about morning routines a lot in his book. 
He talks about them in his podcasts. He is a, a big believer in morning routines. He's done a lot of research that he can show, and he talks a lot about this in the book, High Performance Habits, that high performers, by and large, have morning routines. The routines are different. They look different because everybody needs to create their own individual morning routine plan, but high performers have some sort of routine, some habits that they do every morning. In his routine, he is really big about moving your body, drinking water, and reading nonfiction. So those are his kind of three key things that he does every day, seven days a week. And the other thing that he does that I didn't mention yet in the How Elrod approach is that he plans and prepares his day. So he talks a lot in his book about who gets to plan your hours in your day. And when you look at your calendar, if you do a digital or paper calendar, what's on there? And are they things that you have decided are important or are they things that someone else has decided are important for you? Do you allow what is happening on social media to drive your day or what your email says and what came in in your inbox overnight? Or do you sit and think about what is important for me to get done today? I think that it's very important to do the best you can to let yourself set the intentionality of your day and plan what you're going to work on today. And whether those are things that you're working on at home or whether they're things that you're working on at work or if you're in a work from home quarantine situation, it's what you're going to do at home all day uh, for work and for the, the family life, things that you need to do. But if you spend even a few minutes, and I talked about this a couple of podcasts ago, that one of the things I've been doing, especially while I've been home, is trying to make a list. Three things I want to get done at home, three things I want to get done at work. They could be little things like unload the dishwasher or, you know, get through today's email. Or they could be big things like reorganize a closet or write a paper. Whatever the things are, it doesn't matter. The point is that you are making decisions about how you're going to spend your time today rather than having somebody else do that for you. One of the other things that that Brendan talks about is when you look at your day and look at your calendar, how much of the time is spent on your goals and the things that are important to you and how much is spent on other people telling you that you need to do something. He says that you should be spending 60% of your time on the the things that are important to you and your goals. I have tried a few times to keep track of my day and see how well I meet up to that 60%. And I don't think that I do very well. I'm very much a a people pleaser and um, especially kind of collaborative work projects. I want to make sure those are done first before I do my own. And that is something I am working on because my important projects won't get done unless I make them a priority. And so I am working on that. But um, I think it's a good suggestion for for all of us to think about how we're planning the day and making the best use of the hours to focus on our our goals and our high priorities. 
Okay, the last author that I want to talk about today is Rachel Hollis. She is a businesswoman and entrepreneur, and she has written a number of books. The most famous two are Girl, Wash Your Face and Girl, Stop Apologizing. I love both of those books. I have ended up buying multiple copies and sharing them with friends, lending them out, giving them out. I think they're great books. Her quote that she says a lot, she says it in the book, she says it on her podcast. She actually has two podcasts. One is called Rise and the other is called Rise Together. Rise is really the the business and personal and professional development podcast. And then Rise Together is a relationship podcast that she does with her husband, Dave Hollis. So her quote is, if you own the morning, you own the day. And I think she's exactly right. The way you start your day very much drives how the day goes for you. And so her strategy is to wake up an hour earlier and that hour is for you. It is time dedicated to your dreams, your goals, whatever is important to you. And so she says, you know, if your kids wake up at six o'clock in the morning, you should wake up at five. Um, As I said earlier, I tried that. I don't like getting up at five. It feels like nighttime to me. So I'm not saying you need to do exactly what she does. I'm just telling you what she says. Um, But I do appreciate this concept that it's hard to find time in the day that's for you. Once the day gets going, you need to be at work, taking care of all of the work things. You need to parent if you're a parent, take care of the kids. If you're a spouse, you are focused on what your spouse needs. If you do volunteer work, you need to focus on whatever area you're volunteering in. The day gets filled with lots of things that are not about you. And it's hard at the end of the day to make that time about you because you're exhausted and you're tired. And so if you do have some passion that you're trying to work on, so whether it's writing a book or painting or sewing a quilt or you know, knitting a sweater, whatever activity you enjoy that you really want to do for you, if you wait until everything else is done for the day and you are depleted, it's really hard to get passionate about your thing. But if you get up early in the morning and weave that thing into your morning routine so that you get to start the day when you are fresh and focus on your thing, you will be much more successful in achieving whatever that thing is, as well as your mindset will just be better and more positive throughout the day because you got to spend time on your favorite thing first thing in the morning. So Rachel's morning routine is uh, exercise. She talks about this a ton, drinking water and journaling. She has a journal called the Start Today Journal. It is Uh, the one that I've actually been using for about the last year. And this is where you write down five things that you're grateful for that happened in the last 24 hours, and then 10 dreams that you have for your life, and you write them as though you've already achieved them. So things like, for example, one that I have been writing since summer of 2019 is, I have a weekly podcast. So this is something I've been wanting for more than a year. I started to write it down last summer. And here we are about nine months later, and we're in what week five of having a weekly podcast. And so it's 
as though writing it down helped to manifest it into a reality. So those dreams can be anything from, you know, I have saved some amount of money, or I have organized my house or my bedroom closet. It could be anything. And she talks about this in her book, Girl, Stop Apologizing, and Girl, Wash Your Face. And one of her podcasts, and sadly, I don't have the number in front of me, she walks you through this journaling routine. I think it's somewhere in the 70s, number 70 something of the Rise podcast. I'll find it and put it in the the show notes um, on the website. But it's a really good practice. If you've never done journaling and it feels awkward to you, it's a an easy way to get you started. And so um, I would recommend it. And I would definitely take a look at Rachel Hollis's morning routine if you're looking for other ideas for ways to have a morning routine. So I'm going to wrap up for today. I hope that some of these ideas about a morning routine are helpful to you. As I said at the beginning, I did not have a routine a couple of years ago. And when I first heard about this, I thought it was absolutely silly and would not be useful. And I can tell you, you know, almost three years later, it really does put me in a better mood for the day. And even while we've been staying at home, during this quarantine, I've changed the routine a little bit just based on not having to leave the house, you know, ever. But I do still keep the routine going. I keep it going even on the weekend. It helps just keep me in a good mood. A couple of days early in the quarantine, I kind of fell off the wagon and didn't do my morning routine. I was just feeling tired and grumpy and anxious about this whole situation. And so I was back into my old pattern of get my coffee and watch the news, and I noticed a huge difference. I was cranky and anxious throughout the day, and I was like, nope, I have to stop this. I've got to do my morning routine. That exercise, usually when I exercise, I listen to a podcast or an Audible book, and especially on the days when I'm busy and don't have time to read, that's a way for me to kind of get my reading and exercising done at the same time, and that 30 minutes just absolutely changes my perspective on the world and my mood for the day. So um, some of these things will work for you. Some of them may not. I hope that you can develop your own morning routine based on the things that work for you. So I'm going to sign off here. Um, Have a great week and we'll talk to you next time. You've just listened to another episode of The Calm Podcast. I hope that some of the strategies that I talked about are helpful to you in your journey through academia and life. As they say, it's not all about the destination. It's about the journey. Let's make it a great one. Until next time.